Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roundtable Podcast with Miles, Joe, and Zach. You can find us on Twitter at PodRoundtable. Feel free to DM us with any content ideas or anything of the like. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. It's just Joe and I tonight. Um, it's a little late, 7.40 p.m. We usually record earlier than this, but wanted to get an episode out for you guys while also trying to recount some of today's games because we have a lot to touch on. The Patriots sucking, among other things. Um, Joe, how you doing today? I am out on the 2020 New England Patriots. I'm out. They, they're they done. Yeah. They're not good. This team isn't good anymore. <laughs> I'm doing the Trent Dilfer line from that Chiefs game when he's like, we just have to face it. They're not good anymore, except they actually aren't good anymore. Like, they're not talented. They don't have... Yeah, they, except they don't They don't have Tom Brady. <sighs> yeah, they don't have Tom Brady. They don't have weapons. And, like, I get it. The weapons talk is a little overrated because Cam sucked. Let's call it what it is. Cam sucked. He was missing yeah, open players, missing open good. receivers. Um, You're like, all right, like, this is bad. Like, all right, let's see Stidham. Let's see what he can do. Like, if, like, maybe he's the guy moving forward. Maybe he comes in, gives him some life, kind of like he did in Kansas City, except obviously that game kind of ended poorly. But maybe he gives him some life. Maybe he goes, maybe he makes Bill think, oh, maybe, maybe Cam's not the guy moving forward. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Cam is the guy moving forward because Stidham also sucked ass. (laughs) And Bill already said Cam is our starting quarterback. Like, he already, he already dismissed any quarterback controversy. Um, I'm I'm pretty much on board with you. The 2021 Patriots are um ass. I have a big take to rectify. Cause I was uh gloating may not be the right word, but I was talking slightly big about the Patriots earlier on after that Seattle game, and then even after the Chiefs game, I was still pretty confident. Um, just because I mean they had Hoyer and Sidham, and I was like, dude, they win this game with Cam. And I, I mean, I mean, if Cam plays like he did, but I had them going to weeks the- one and two. They 100 percent win that game in Kansas City. He was fine the first couple weeks. Then it's he sucks now. And I don't know if it's mechanics. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's just they tried adding more stuff to the offense and it doesn't mesh with him. I don't know. But they have a serious problem with quarterback play right now. And it's like glaring how much Tom Brady, like how much he covered when it came to holes on a roster. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew it too. Like that was the talk year in and year out. Like, you know, Brady, Brady's here. Belichick can afford to be, I don't want to say cheap, because they do spend their money, but they usually spend on one side of the ball. It's usually all defense or all offense. And usually Belichick, they say Belichick can afford to put it all into the defense because Brady's here on offense. He'll mask the problems. And he's not here anymore. He's in Tampa, and he looks great. Um, and this is what I was a little worried about with Cam. I don't know if it's injuries or whatever, but he was he was wincing today in the huddle. Um I don't. He hit his hand last week. That's that's not really like a a recurring thing. Like, oh, Cam hit his hand again. But it's just like my worry about Cam coming in, um, and why I was not on the Cam train was that he's older, he's had injury problems. Can he stay healthy? I didn't think he could. Um, and then he did through the first three or four weeks. But now he's wincing. He looks atrocious. I mean, he looked really, really bad today. He couldn't hit ten yard comeback routes. He had that. One one footed off balance throw to Jacoby Myers that got picked by Fred Warner. Um, and he threw in a double coverage, like pump faked and just whipped it at the turf. Like, wow, what was that? He overthrew uh, Demir Bird on a, I think it was a post or no, yeah, it was probably a post route. I forget exactly. Towards the sidelines. Um, yeah, I think it was running a corner. He overthrew him on that corner. Might have, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember exactly where the route was, but that's regardless. He overthrew that. Demir Bird was open by like five or ten yards. He had nobody near him. Um, completely overshot that. Overthrew Jacoby Myers on a go route um, to throw his third pick before they brought Stidham in. Like, he just... Or no, that was the second pick. The third pick was the Edelman one. Um, He was behind on the Edelman route, but Edelman also opted to not sit in the zone. He continued his route. I don't know. that. There's there's literally communication problems that they didn't have with Brady all over the field. Um, And sure, that's to be expected because Brady was here for 20 years and he knows this offense like the back of his hand. Um, And so having Cam come in and have to learn notoriously one of the, the hardest offenses to learn... Um, in the league, like of course it's gonna be hiccups, but I mean this is this is more than hiccups. There's I'm gonna pull up some stats real quick. Um, the Patriots on the year have three touchdowns to wide receivers or three passing touchdowns and eleven picks. 
And then besides that, they have staff from Mike Reese. They have one touchdown and eight interceptions when targeting wide receivers. That is so, so bad. I don't even think I can express it in words. You have one passing touchdown and eight interceptions. A two to one interception or touchdown interception ratio is usually viewed as like good, not great. They're so below that. They're one to eight. I didn't want to do the math. What is that, like 0.5 or some shit? Like, math is hard for me. Is that less than 0.5? I don't even know. Like, 0.125. Yeah, okay, math. Like, that's why I'm a writer. I'm not a mathematician. But point being, that's so fucking bad. Like, how is that even a real... I literally quote to it and said, is this real? How the fuck? Again, I will read it from Mike Reese. The Patriots have four interceptions targeting wide receivers today. The San Francisco game. On the season, they have one passing touchdown and eight interceptions uh, while passing to wide receivers. That's unbelievably bad. And I don't know if that speaks more to the quarterback play, to how bad the weapons are. I don't know, but I feel like I, I have to give a big prop to Tom Brady here for making this offense look semi-usable last year. They finished 12-4, and four, and at least... I mean, at least they were in a lot of games. I mean, I thought they were the defense 11 kept five. them in a lot, but... Was it 11-5? I thought they were 12-4. and four. No, because they didn't... They were 11-5 because they, they didn't get the buy round, the first week. Oh, five. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, yeah, so 11-5, and five, sorry. Um, you're right, yeah, they... They lost that game to the Dolphins at the end of the year, right? Was that? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's regard. That's besides the point. The team generally looked capable, like to the point where people were like, all right, watch out for them in the playoffs. They might solve it. I had no faith in that, but people were saying that. This year, I mean, they don't even look rectifiable. Um, and so I don't know where you I, where you want to go from here in terms of the Patriots season. I have some, some hot takes um, that I'm, I'm ready to unleash, I think, which... If we had a bigger audience, I might not say because then I'd get yelled at if things go backwards. But um, I'm willing to say, I'm willing to say them now with our with our limited limited audience. I mean, I've already said I'm out on the team. They need to they need to move forward. They need to think beyond the rest of the season. They need to be thinking about what's the future of the franchise at this point. I would say I mean, hot takes. I mean, I think you gotta you have to get assets. I think you need this team needs talent. I think if that's trading Stephon Gilmore for picks. Bingo. If that's trading Bingo. Joe Tooney, if that's um, maybe unloading some salary, if like re- really if they just like sold off their defense to rebuild. Besides the young guys, like I want to keep like Duggar and yeah, Jason yeah, Jackson. Yeah. And stuff like if like you that. were to say like, okay, we're going to trade Gilmore. We're going to trade Tooney. Obviously, McCordy. he's not on defense, but trade trade the McCordy brothers. Um. Maybe you look at like some like the maybe the rights to like Dante Hightower like I don't know I don't know what that would get you. Is that doable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He opted out, but he's still under contract. You could trade his contract. We traded Gronk's contract before oh, yeah, he officially right. re, uh, was reinstated. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I, I think like you have to seriously look in the mirror and say, what do we have here? Is there an avenue for us to get significantly better where it's worth having these veterans on the roster? And right now. It doesn't look that way because Bill, you've done a lot for this. You've done a lot for uh, New England, but you didn't draft a wide receiver in a historically deep wide receiver draft where every single wide receiver in that draft has produced for the team they have been drafted to. They've looked at yeah, anyone in the first like four good. rounds, full stop. Donovan Peoples Jones looked good today too, and he was in this draft. Wasn't Sixth he? round. So, like, I mean, Baker threw a dime to him, but the thing is, nobody's even throwing, like, regardless of whether, I don't want to turn the topic here too much, but, like... No, they just they just need, the they just need like, talent, and they don't have literally talent. Literally just put people on the field. Like, they just, you're fielding nobody right now. It's bad. They don't, like, they don't have McKinley talent. got knocked out of today's game, they just, and he hasn't looked great. Uh, they, just, they just don't have talent, and I think you need to have, you need a youth movement, and the best way to do that is to have a lot of draft picks and throw darts at the dartboard and just see what you come up with. Obviously, we know Belichick's probably not going to draft a good wide receiver. It's just the way that it works. Uh, maybe he'll buck that trend eventually, but you you need talent elsewhere. Like, you need pass-catching tight ends. You need, like, the offensive line is good. The running back room's actually pretty good. Like, I actually, like, really, I think one bright spot today is Damian Harris. Like, there wasn't he looked really a good. ton of room to run all the time, but, like, there were a couple where, like, you gave him just a bit of a crease, and he exploded through the crease and ran hard. Yeah, he looked good. So like that's good, but I think you just like you just need more pass catching. Julian Edelman, trade him somewhere to, if anybody wants him. 
the like trade him to a contender because they know he's been clutching the playoffs because right now he looks washed. Yeah. Like he's not getting open. And I know teams can double team him, but his hands have been less reliable as of late. I know that the pick that got ta- that tipped by him was well behind him, and that's a communication error most likely than an accuracy issue or a, or a hands issue. But either way, like he isn't getting it done. He's had one good game all year, and it was that Seattle game. Granted, it was like maybe one of the best games of his career um, because he set his passing yards um, or sorry, receiving yards like personal record. Um, or like a career high, but he just had, I mean, I haven't really thought like, wow, there's Jules coming up big like this entire year. Um, unless I'm just forgetting something besides that Seattle game, but he, he is noticeably worse this year. Um, and that, that doesn't bode well for either him or the Patriots future. So I wouldn't be opposed to trading him. I think the more likely situation is that he just retires in the off season. This is the last year of his deal. Um, I was going to spo track. I think this is the last year. Oh, sorry, he's one more, one more year. Um, but he's a potential opt out. Uh, this, this. I mean, even if he retires, he's not. Even if he retires, we're not on the hook for him cap wise. Sure, so true. Yeah, but um, I was just thinking like for him, like wanting to make money, like in general, if that's like his kind of thing, like I don't want to give up the money. Um, because he wouldn't still get paid on that on that retirement, would he? They don't feel. Do they finish the contract on a retirement? Depends how it's worded. I forget. It depends how much it depends how much of it's guaranteed and what the guaranteed payout was. I don't think that they'd be on the hook salary cap wise, but if the contract was was worded out in a way where like twenty million was guaranteed over five years or whatever his contract is, say, and it was like every year like that that guarantee gets paid out on the first league year, first day of the league year. If it's guaranteed money, it's like at signing it was guaranteed money, but the payout schedule was deferred. Like he would still be owed it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I think I think there's a real opportunity that he retires this year, or well, this off season, I guess not this year. But you get the point. Like, he doesn't look that good. He was. I mean, he's getting older. He's like 35, I think. Um, and the Patriots aren't going to be contending anytime soon. I don't know why he'd want to play for a rebuilding Patriots team, especially without Brady or Gronk, his two biggest friends, um, on the team. If that matters to him, which I think it does. <clears throat> so, I wouldn't be surprised if if. Edelman retired or gets traded like I'd be open to either but I think it's time to move on from Jules which is tough to say because he's been a linchpin here for years but like like you said you kind of you kind of have to acknowledge the reality of the situation like look we've we sorry I'm not on the Patriots the Patriots have notoriously been one of the oldest teams in the league year after year um they're always cycling in old veterans and not putting in new talent and it works because Brady's here and Belichick's here and it's like you can just keep running the same system and and you get through it but now Brady's not here. The system the system is Brady, by the way. Fuck anybody who doesn't think that. Um, Brady is balling out in Tampa. And that is clear Brady's clearly the system. Belichick is not the system Brady is. Um just well, it's, it's a that. different it's I a different to... style of offense, right? Like they've talked in, in pretty heavily about how in Tampa, Arians is asking him to make his reads from back to front instead of front to back, attack the ball down, drive the ball downfield first, and then check down. Whereas the yeah. Patriots offense was designed to get the ball out quick and say, okay, you're taking the quick hitter. The first one you see that's open, if it's a seven yard slant, hit it. And then if it's not there, you're going to shoot, you're going to, you're going to look for something downfield. And then there's obviously yeah. your release valves, your safety valves, et cetera. So like, I mean, I don't, the, the system, obviously, I mean, I get, yes, you're right. Like it's not that he's a system quarterback is, and he, he wasn't good. There is good. no system is what I meant. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not like that he was a system quarterback and any quarterback could, could, could succeed in that system. And it's, he's overrated. It's, he just is so, he's just so good. Right. Like he's just yeah, like, like he just, that's he what I was executed trying to say. So well that like it looked unstoppable at times. And then you throw in another, you throw in other quarterbacks and, it doesn't work the same way. It just doesn't. It's like his accuracy to the short and intermediate passing game is is probably like Unmatched. second to none. Like I don't know if there's any quarterback that's as accurate as he is in the quick passing game. And maybe Breeze. May, maybe Breeze. It's all he does. Um, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. That's literally, it's literally all, all like he does. His air yards, I think, is like like I don't. I think he threw a touchdown the other week to like a tight end that was like a twenty five yard touchdown. It was like the longest air yards touchdown he had in like three years. Yeah, he doesn't. Breeze is close to wash himself, but that's a topic for a different day. I just, I just think that like we're get like people want to discredit him 
because of the way that they won those games and like what the offense looked like. And it's like he just that was the system and he just was executing it perfectly. And then he can adapt to any system as and, well. And like now he's, he's throwing the ball downfield and just like fire. Did you ripping. see that dime to Scotty like Miller? He's ripping the ball downfield now. And like, sure, his it's, arm isn't a cannon. Like he's not throwing like 30, 40 yard bullets. Like he doesn't he doesn't have that Mahomes like this is an unreasonably hard throw on a rope 40 yards or like Herbert we talked about the other day with or his Rogers or Rogers. Like he doesn't have that kind of arm strength and like zip on it, but like he can hit throws accurately down the field. Like, can we dispel that notion? He's perfectly fine doing it to him. There's been stats to prove it for years. It was just the Patriots um, anti Patriots takes of, and the anti Brady takes, I don't want to near it just to the Patriots, but that, yeah, that should have been dispelled years ago. And if it's not, you can just watch what he's doing this year. And he's, Again, the, the pass to Scotty Miller today was an absolute dime. I mean, it was dropped right in the bucket in the back corner of the end zone from like 45 yards out, um, and it was all in the air. Like, he looks great. Um, and they're getting Antonio Brown. Yeah, and, the, and that offense is adding Antonio Brown. Um, so I guess we could shift to the Bucks here, but my last thing about the Patriots is that I would, I, look, so the trade deadline's next Tuesday. It's, um, or actually not this upcoming Tuesday, it's November 3rd, which is two Tuesdays from now, I guess. Um, I think this upcoming Sunday game is going to be huge. Um, I'm sure Belichick would have plenty of deals lined up prior to Sunday. Like, it's always going to get on the phone Monday morning and be like, shit, we lost. All right, time to fall. Like, he'll, he'll have some stuff lined up. But if they come out and they play at least well against, are they playing Buffalo next week? Um, I think it's Buffalo. And so, if, I, if I'm if i lying, I'm sorry, but I think it's Buffalo. Um, point being, if they come out and they play well against Buffalo, maybe that's an eye-opener. Like, okay... They're they're hitting a rough patch and they're not as consistent as they are in past years. They're not. A they're not. Gonna, they're not going to compete against Buffalo, Zach. What if they they're do? Not, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to either. I already told my dad that I'm I'm like ready, like very ready for them to get their asses handed to them again. Um, but I'm just saying in the like, I think next next week's game is huge, and that if they come out and they play really well and it's like holy shit they played well against Buffalo, then maybe Belichick doesn't sell off. But if they get their asses kicked, you gotta look to move Gilmore because I think his contract's coming up soon. Let he's got he's got one more year next year, but he's pay he is because of the way that they've restructured and redistributed money. I think he's on. I think he's only getting paid like seven million next year. Yeah, so That's, you could that scream that screams of a holdout to me. Yeah, and plus that would also, well, yeah, I guess the holdout thing. I was gonna say that if he plays for it, that screams really really attractive option for a contending team, like paying the best cornerback in the league a really, really low price. Um, and so maybe you can get a first-rounder for him. Or do you, yeah, you maybe, maybe, he's, to, maybe he's more willing. He might be more willing to play on that if it's like, I'm going to Seattle to sure up their defense, or I'm going to... Kansas City. Like, oh, that would hurt. Kansas City. I don't or, know how they would afford or, him. Or like if he or if he's going to Tampa to give them some little bit of extra help on the back end of the secondary. Um, I'd like that <laughs> Green Bay to pair with Jair Alexander and have him have that be a incredible uh, secondary like yeah may, maybe he's um, more willing to pay for play on that if it's going to be on a contender but to me it's like that team's going to have to up that contract they're going to he's going to need more money to play next year I think or he'll force his yeah, way and, out and either I mean even if he does want it up I mean you pay him anyway because he's the best cornerback in the league and he's the reigning defensive player of the year um but I think the, I mean the Patriots can get real assets for him, and I don't think they could be, I don't think they can afford to be short sighted and be like, oh, you can't trade the best player on the team, which he he very clearly is, obviously. Um, you you one hundred percent do. Like, like you, you have, have to, to trade. You him. have to do it. They're they're at the point now. With they're they're at a very similar stage now is where the Celtics were right before Danny Ainge made the Nets trade. Yeah, they're getting they're, they're getting old. Older and they need to be able and to they're capitalize. actually worse than what the Celtics were at that point. Yeah, like they're like Danny Ainge saw that situation and worse. said, "We're getting older. We're not competing. There's teams out there that would that could use Pierce and Garnett and make this and like they could use these veterans and on on winning teams." And said, "All right, let's I'm gonna let, let let's make this trade." Yeah, and so I hope Belichick is. I don't want to say smart enough because Belichick's the, one of the smartest minds in football ever. I just hope he's not too stubborn to do that. Like, because <clears throat> Belichick doesn't take losing easily. Yeah. Um, that's one. Of, that's one of his calling cards that he just doesn't lose easily. Um, and he doesn't like losing, and that's what made him and Brady so great and all that. But I hope he kind of recognizes, like, look, we have to look at the future of this team and all that stuff. And you have 
possibly a, a future number one corner in JC Jackson. Like he's he's really really good already. Um, and there's some talent evaluators that think he could be better than Gilmore. I don't know about that. I mean Gilmore, that's a that's that's pretty lofty to say. JC Jackson's gonna match a defensive player of the year, um, player, but you have somebody there that can at least take over for Gilmore in the number one spot. And so it's not like you're losing a bunch in the second. Like, you are. You're losing a great, great player. But if you're going to deal from anywhere on this team, it's going to be from a, a position of strength, and that's a secondary. Trade him. Look to get a first-rounder. If they get a first-rounder, that's huge. They have two first-rounders next year. You can move up. You can take two players that are actually good. Like, you can actually start to start the, start to stock the cupboards um, with players that have it's been barren for years. So... I really look if they lose. I really hope they trade Gilmore. Um, I hate I hate to say that, but they need to be looking towards the future. They already need to be thinking about that trade. Yeah. So I, I'm here, so I here's agree. the thing, Gilmore. Yes, you you shop him if you get a first for him. Great. Tooney, I'm a little bit less. Uh, I I just think it's less likely purely because yeah. the difference between Tooney and Gilmore is that Gilmore is under contract next year. Tooney isn't. He's on the tag this year. So if you don't re-sign Joe Tooney next year, he's going to probably get paid as the highest paid interior lineman in the NFL. There's a lot of reporters that have been saying that, that they expect him to be the highest paid guard in the NFL next year. Obviously, we all think that that won't be with the Patriots because they don't typically do that. Just like shell out a bunch of money for one player to make him the highest paid player at that position. They've done it with Brady once or twice. They did it and then they like took money back later. They did it with Gilmore and then they reshuffled stuff afterwards. But like, I don't think it'll happen. You let Tooney walk with that kind of contract. You're getting a third round comp pick for him. So Belichick loves those comp picks. If you can get more than a third or then you deal deal them, right? Because then you say like, okay, that's better than, I mean, even if you can get a third, right? If you can get a third round pick for him, that's going to be higher than a comp pick. Yeah, because a comp pick goes towards the back of the the third. So you, you would take that. If you can't get that from him, then you trade him. The other thing, too, is that their comp formula is typically, or not typically, it's the comp formula is based off of who you lose and who you bring in. Mm-hmm. So if they have a ton of cash days next year. So if their plan is to, to absorb talent by signing free agents, okay, then you can't, you're not going to get a third comp pick for Joe Tooney because you might have signed Allen Robinson, which would be sick. Yeah, somebody. But like, if you sign Allen Robinson and like pay him what he's worth, you're probably not getting a third round comp pick for Joe Tooney. So, at that point, then maybe you still do trade him. We'll see. But that's the no brainer one. I think is Gilmore because like he's under contract next year. You're gonna get more from him now, more for him now because a team's gonna have him for two years. And if they're a contender, that's two years with arguably the best cornerback in football. I think right now he might not be the best in football because he hasn't played as well this year. But he's, yeah, but he's still one of the top cor- corners in the NFL. Like any any contender would be happy to add that to their team. So they are also they are also shopping him in the offseason. You got to remember that too. Like Belichick's yeah. already kind of looking out for this. Um, quick breaking news thing I just saw on Twitter: Pro Football Talk, which Mike Florio had already reported, but now I guess it's it's elevated. Um, Michael Thomas' camp is actively seeking out other teams to offer a trade for him. Saints have been wi- haven't been willing to go there, but ev- uh, evidently, but my God, the situation has deteriorated very fast. So um, now, now Michael Thomas isn't asking for a trade. He's like actively seeking one out. So he wants out of New Orleans, apparently. Um, I don't know what to do with that information with what you will, but that came out 15 minutes ago, and I just saw it on my on my timeline. So I thought I'd drop that in here. Um, but I guess I don't want to make this page, uh, this episode too Patriot centric. So I guess we could switch to. Um, well, last thing with Michael Thomas is he's under contract till 2024. His deal's that long? Is it really? Yeah, he is a potential out uh, after 2022. It looks like it is a team option, though, based on Spotrack. Um, He's going to get so much in a trade. Yeah, salary fully guaranteed on third day of 2022. Guaranteed for injury now. Um, yeah, so he there's the out is after 2022 is after the 2021 season. So after next year, he could have opted. They could, you could uh, get out of that deal. He's making 12 million next year. Cap hit would be with his signing bonus. Cap hit would be 18. And then the next three years after that, though, his cap hits are over 20. 
Okay, yeah. So it, it spikes. It's a it's um, a heavy contract, but I mean he's also a top three receiver, yeah. top five at worst. Um, why well, he's gonna bring a lot back if they trade him. Um, I don't know if the Saints do that. I'm not I'm not as in tune with the Saints as I am the Patriots. I can't say that. Um, but I don't know if you want to go towards maybe the Bucks. Like I know you had a few other things you wanted to hit on. Um, do you want to go Bucks? You want to go league wide, something like that? Because I don't want to make this too Patriot centric, obviously. Yeah, I mean I think Bucks. Obviously they're signing Antonio Brown. Um. Let's it's I don't think any of us anticipated Tom Brady to hitch his wagon to Antonio Brown as quickly as he did. I think <laughs> like that happened over the course of like two weeks. They became like best friends, like literally play the play the scene from Step Brothers. Like, did we just become best friends? Yup. And that's it. Like, that's probably what happened that first Patriots practice when Tom Brady hit Antonio Brown at, for, on like a deep post for a touchdown at practice, because that's what they're saying. Right. Like, that's the reports that are like all of a sudden we're now seeing which I don't know if they were out when we first had Antonio Brown on the Patriots. I don't know if they were buried or what, but the reports are that the coaches yelled at, had to yell at Brady to stop throwing it deep to Antonio Brown so much because they kept scoring. Yeah. Like effect, like they literally had to be like, Hey, <laughs> we know that you can do this, but we need you to practice other options. So stop doing it. And can you really blame him? I mean, Antonio Brown's got to be, not Antonio Brown, the, the 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 person. Antonio Brown, the player, has to be so much fun to play with, because he's just like absolutely disgusting. Um, like he's probably the thing is he's older now, but he also hasn't played for two years, so it's not like he has two more years of football time on him. He's just two years of age. Like when he comes back, it's not like he's gonna be like fuck. Antonio Brown's taking a big, big walloping over the last two years. Like no, he's played one game over the past. 18 months or whatever it is. And the, and so like he should be really fresh. Yeah, plus like you look at the way he is as a wide receiver and like his strengths, his strengths, like his strength, he is a fantastic route runner and his incredible hands. Yeah. Like he's a tactician. Even if you lose a step, like you're still going to separate. Like Julian Edelman mm-hmm. in that Ram Super Bowl, like Julian Edelman is not a fast NFL player. He was cooking everybody though but yeah but his footwork agility yeah, and his route good, running good is footwork. amazing like that's antonio yeah. brown but obviously way more athletic but on steroids so like if antonio brown loses a little bit of a step because he's 30 what 31 now 32 yeah, maybe 31, 32 whatever and like is. okay he's a couple years removed from his prime potentially but like you said he hasn't been playing so he hasn't it's not like he's been absorbing hits and snaps it's just he was working out by Age. himself for a year and a half so yeah. If that's what, like, if he loses half a step, fine. He's still going to cook you as a slot receiver. Ugh, that offense, I'm just, sorry, I'm just kind of marveling at the offense in my head. Tom Brady, the best quarterback to ever play. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, two of the top five or ten wide receivers in the league. Antonio Brown. Um, Who, if returns to form, is a top four wide receiver, top three wide receiver. Yeah, and he's a top ten wide receiver ever, probably. Um like at they his have, peak, yeah. yeah Long, longevity, Bray, no, but yeah, at his, at his at his like at his peak, um, like he's one of the most talented guys. Um, they have good good receiving options at tight end, and Gronk had a good game today. Cameron Brait, um, Ronald Jones looks good. They have Leonard Fournette. Like, oh my god, that Bucks offense is absolutely loaded, and the defense looks real. It might be like. According to DVOA, um, I wish I had the stat in front of me. I meant to save it the other day and I didn't because I was on vacation. But it like the DVOA is it's lining up to be one of the best defenses Brady has ever had um, in his career. Accor- again, according to DVOA. Um, but I mean, holy shit, that Bucks team is absolutely disgusting. And I feel better than ever when I said I have them going to the NFC Championship game and coming out of the NFC. Like they're five and two. They're rolling. They're healthy. They got Antonio Brown now. Um, like, they look really, really, really good. And, I mean, they just beat the shit out of the Packers last week. Um, oh, they destroyed so, them. I talked about that last like, week. Like, yeah, they they absolutely hammered me. Yeah, you touched on that in the solo episode. But they, I mean, they absolutely hammered them. I mean, Rogers they hung, they hung 45 on the Raiders today, too. Yeah, like, it's all like, and the Raiders aren't, like, the Raiders are good, not great. Um, but they're still a qual- like a decent to quality opponent. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and so, I mean, huh, I don't know. I have that Bucks team coming out of the NFC, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm more sure of that take now than ever. I'm not sure how you react to, um, 
I don't know if I mean I don't know if I'm overreacting or anything. I don't know how you react to the to the recent events with that, like just how they've fared against teams and now Antonio Brown. Like I don't know if you changed on. I think you had the Packers coming out, um, but I don't know if you changed or anything. But yeah, I'm I'm still picking Bucks come out of the NFC. I think the NFC Championship game is Buccaneers Packers. Right now, I lean towards the Bucks based off of they kicked their ass last week and they just added Antonio Brown. And Tom Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers. If, Suck at Packers if, fans. Uh, if the Packers... But if the Packers trade for Stephon Gilmore... Okay, well, that changes That it, changes yeah. things. Like, the deadline hasn't come yet, so I don't want to make... I think right now, I'm now leaning Bucks because mm-hmm. I I am buying into the Antonio Brown-Tom Brady bromance hype. Yeah. Like, I picked them up at Fantasy Football. I say I saw that. I'm I ready. So, I'm I think Steve texted me. He's like, he's like, damn, Joey already got Antonio Brown. I was like, what the fuck? I, I, I picked him up when the first news. Actually, I have to sh- uh, shout out Lucian, uh, my other my other guy from Field Street Drive. Um, he was the one that texted me. and was like, hey, Antonio Brown's suspension is up next week after week eight. He's like, I'm going to pick him up. And I was we like, do the same. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to pick him up in all my other leagues. Like, I'm not going to betray <laughs> your trust and pick him up in the league that we are in together because yeah. like that's that's shitty circle of trust but yeah i was like okay i'm grabbing him in every league that i'm in that i can that's a smart play and then and then of course it's not only did he go to a team with a good offense he went to the team with the quarterback who is absolutely in love with him from a week and a half of practice that's like does he see, become like i mean obviously like he's gonna need to learn the playbook like he can't like he's not gonna be the number one option on that team but like there's a real avenue for him to lead that team in targets from like week 12 and on once he gets his bearings yeah like look how much Which brady peppered him right away in new england i know that that first game against the dolphins last year um he had the touchdown brady went to i mean it was literally like they were throwing at him almost every other throw like i felt bad because they were icing out josh gordon and josh gordon had actually done well to that point um the first like yeah, it was against the steelers um but, like, it was noticeable that Brady was going after Antonio Brown. And, again, you can't really blame him because he's just that good. But, well, I mean, I don't even know. It's funny because, like, at the time I remember watching it and thinking it's, oh, they're just trying to force him, force feed him and get him acclimated to the offense. Like, I, I watched that game and said they are peppering him with these targets early because they obviously slowed down when they were up, like, 29 or whatever it was. Like, they were up a yeah. ton. But like it looked it, to me, it felt like, oh, you are peppering him because you want to get him involved. So he gets his gets his feet running, gets 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 on his feet. And then like by week four, week five, he's like all tilt, ready to full tilt, ready to go. Now we hear the reports that are like, oh, Tom, like loves throwing to him like like way more than like I think we, any of us realized. And it's like, oh, that so Brady just likes that <laughs> might be why Brady just yeah. has such an instant connection with him. Of like maybe maybe it's just that they're like mentally like when you're on a when they're on a football field like maybe it's just like Brady's whole thing is he's like and it, part of it was just the system in New England but like he's reading the defense the entire time and going okay if the receiver has is running a running this option route and there's inside leverage like I know they're doing this they they should run this so I'm gonna anticipate this and yeah. that's where you ran into so many issues with the young receivers being like not running the route or not hitting the hot route that Tom wanted because he's trying to change the play so much because he's reading everything that's going on and the coverages and the leverage. And maybe Antonio Brown is just that same kind of guy on the football field where he's like, Oh, this is cover two. Like I, I know I was supposed to run this, but like, that's the hole I'm going to stop here. And they're just, they were just like instantly like that same style of like cerebral play. Like I'm not, I'm speculating here. Obviously they've only played like, fucking like one game together but that <laughs> like, just quarters. with everything that like you're hearing and like it was and again all the rumors that like tom really wanted them to bring him back and he lived he lived with him in this house too like he brought him into that brookline home like like, like there's so much going on it's almost like are they just it's like the just same a, person mentally on a football field it's just it's a weird person for him to hitch his hitch his wagon to um, again, I don't begrudge him for it because of the player he is on the field, but you have to hope that Brady now, like, it, it would be hard for him to put all of his eggs in Antonio Brown's basket because he still has Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and the whole assortment of uh, guys he has out in Tampa. But, I mean, Antonio Brown is also still a very shady person. 
So like if he does some stupid shit and then gets himself kicked out of um Tampa, because I, I don't know if you saw, but Bruce Arians basically told um Antonio Brown in a report that came out today that it's either team first or you're gone. Like so don't be a dickhead. Um and I don't I don't I'm not gonna sit there and say that Antonio Brown's gonna try to call Bruce Arians' bluff because I think Bruce Arians will get him out of town immediately. That's just kind of the guy he is. Um but if, if Antonio Brown goofs off and does something and he gets kicked out, I hope Brady isn't like, well, there we go again. My best friend's gone. Like, because he, he did kind of do that with the Patriots. And again, I don't blame him because he didn't have anyone else besides Antonio Brown. But if he does that, I hope that doesn't ruin, because then, then my Bucks take could go to shit. Because then I hope that doesn't ruin the team or anything. So I'm a little apprehensive about the Antonio Brown stuff. But yeah, and it's if also it works like, out, they're gone. it also is just like a weird legacy and um, just like, public eye like I have public opinion standpoint too at that point right like like if AB does something really stupid and gets cut for it like he gets into a fist fight at practice with a coach like <laughs> just, just goes and scraps yeah like like Arian calls him out for something and Arian and he just like <laughs> drops the glove and just goes at him um and Brady then throws a hissy fit because they cut Antonio Brown again like then it's like, it's like dude it's like all right Brady what are you what's going on buddy like why know, why is this the guy you're championing for him I know so like you have all these other dudes you've been friends with and like could have championed for um but you chose Antonio Brown so yeah, that's that's where I think it's and it, it becomes like a like sketchy in the sense of like all right Tom like what are you just an awful human too like is this you're just a talent whore off like awful human being you don't want to do anything correctly like is that like is that like because then yeah then that's a very fair question at that point like I get like you can kind of give him like I mean still they needed to cut him last year with everything going on I'll stand by that um but like if if he can't acknowledge that kind of stuff it's like what are you what are we, what doing, are we here? doing here like what yeah so either way I think that offense just got significantly better and it was already probably the best offense in the league um so I guess we can go from here um, I think the the Chargers won. We started recording for the Chargers game was over, but I'm pretty sure the Chargers won. Yep, they and won Herbert 39 looked, to 29. Herbert had 350 yards almost and three touchdowns. And yep, and so <laughs> Justin Herbert had a great game. Joe, I don't know if you want to just take the segment away. Joe, Joe's now throwing up like the because ah, Joe's been calling it. Um, so Joe, I don't know if you want to just take this away and just kind of go on a little Herbert love spree here. I'll let you do that if you want to. I mean. We'll keep it tame. I was in a group chat joking about how um, Herbert over Tua, and I feel super validated by it. Granted, we haven't seen Tua play in a game yet, so I can't actually dunk on that yet. You're right, Lucian, Kevin, you're right, you're right. I haven't responded yet because I'm recording, but you are correct. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to dunk on the fact that some people were saying Justin Herbert, there are YouTube's on vid- videos on YouTube unless they've been deleted. Um, of Justin Herbert has bust written all over him. And he clearly doesn't look like a bust. No, he looks so the, even, anything opposite of a bust. Even if I even if Tua comes out and is still better than Justin Herbert long term, but Herbert's good, I'm still gonna I am still going to stand by my winning the not winning, but like I'm still gonna champion that I was on the Justin Herbert train and I did not think he was gonna be a bust. So He's good. My dog literally just jumped over my couch and almost fell into a window. That was great. Uh, that, w- that would have been quite the uh, episode unfold on. The yeah, podcast. sorry. Total sidetrack. He likes to sit on the top of the couch like a cat and look out the window. So he jumped up, except he overshot it and he like had to like stop himself in the window. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Um, but he's We're glad Brooks is OK. Brooks is fine. He's just chilling. He sleeps up there, too. Um, literally, like, I don't know if I have a dog or a cat. It's wild. But yeah, you have a cog Herbert, uh, Herbert, Herbert's playing. Well, it is what it is. You know what? I told you he was talented. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just not even going to brag too much. It just, it is what it is by this point. Um, Joe's taking his victory. Some lap, other, which some other stuff be. I want to say, uh, first off the Steelers look good. Yep. Beat the Titans. They beat the Titans. They looked good. Um, how about Goskowski though? Ooh, oof. that was tough. That Another was tough. big game kick. Well, you know, we've seen it, you know, we've lived it many times. So, I mean, it, and it's, I kind of had a feeling when it was coming up. I was like, Hey, he's probably going to miss this. I was, I said, I think I said it to my dad. I was like, he's not making this. And then he, and then he'd be missing. It's like, look, I'm a big Goskowski fan, but 
you can find a big every time there's a big game, you can find a kick that Koskowski missed or just barely made. And it's like, dude, you should not be the shaky. Like he did it. Um what comes to mind is like the 2011 Super Bowl against the Giants. Like, I don't want to recount Koskowski's whole career, but I'm just gonna run through it. Um, 2011 against the Giants, Belichick elected not to have him kick like a 48 or 49 yard field goal that would have um given the Patriots some much needed points. So he already didn't go with them there. Uh, the Denver AFC Championship game comes to mind when he missed the extra point and the Patriots had to go for two, and they didn't get it at the end of the game. That whole debacle. Um, he missed a kick in the Eagles Super, uh, Super Bowl and Super Bowl the Falcons 15. one. Yeah, and I would say and the Falcons one. Um, he missed a kick there. He missed a kick against the Rams. I'm pretty sure, and then barely made the one at the end of the game to ice it to go up 13-3. Um, he like snuck it inside of the right upright. Like every time there's a big game, you can almost count on Guskowski being a part of a storyline. Like, yep, missed another big kicker. Barely, barely made this one. Like, he was shaky. And so, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, all right, Goskowski's not making this. And he and he didn't. So, I feel bad for Titans fans, but that's just kind of... I'm kind of glad the Patriots are done with that side of um, the dynasty with Goskowski being gone. But we can go back to the Steelers. Sorry, I had a little, little tangent there. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say there. Uh, obviously, as everybody else in the world says, the Steelers are so good at drafting wide receivers. Deontay Johnson looked really good today. Obviously found Chase, Chase Claypool, Claypool Juju. Yeah. Like they know how to draft wide receivers. It pa- Why can't the Patriots draft it wide hurts. receivers? It uh, hurts. Running, <laughs> running, <laughs> continuing to run down the schedule. Panthers, Saints, close game. Uh, it was tied going into the fourth, and the Saints only scored a, scored a field goal in the fourth quarter to take the lead and win. Mm-hmm. Panthers are sneaky good. I said it last week, and I said it was good for the league to just see a team that actually like found a coach from college that like was able to like turn around a program and like a mentality yeah. of a program so quickly. Like Matt rule, like I know that that's your thing. Like that's, that was why they sent, brought him into Baylor after the whole Baylor scandal, which is why uh, to go circle all the way back to the Patriots and Jared Stidham. That's why he left Baylor. Um, yeah. But they brought rule in and he took them from like one of the worst teams in college to winning like 10 games in a bowl game by his like fourth year there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what he does. And the Panthers were, I think we all thought they were going to be a terrible team this year. I thought they were going to be ass. And yeah, I did not not expect anything. They were a field goal away from being four and three. Props to the props to the Panthers. And like, like, did we? Did anyone think of that division and say that the worst team in the NFC South was going to be the Falcons? Probably not. No, I I de- I was not one of those people. I mean, the Falcons blow, but like um, they had talent. Like I thought they'd at least still be competitive. Yeah, yeah and they're just and their games are competitive. They're just losing them all. <laughs> they're just <laughs> they're just in typical Falcons fashion. They're just collapsing. Um, which which circles us to that they lost by one point to the Lions. I am so happy for Matthew Stafford though. Like I'm a big Matthew Stafford guy. Um, I think he's been stuck in that dredge of Detroit for years, obviously. But he's consistently like a top ten ish quarterback, and he doesn't get recognized as it because I mean I get it. There's not a lot of team success there, but I mean the dude's got balls. And he goes in there and he competes and he's got a huge arm and he's good and they have a good offense. Um, I mean, they got what? TJ Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Like, there's real weapons there for him to work with. Um, DeAndre Swift had a good game. And so I was just, again, another little small tangent because I'm a I'm a, a low-key um, Matt Stafford fanboy. But I was glad to see that, A, because the Falcons lost, and B, just because, again, you got to feel for Matt Stafford that he's just been stuck in that situation for so long. Um so any any success he can get, I'm always I'm always happy for him. Yeah, I mean, it's good for him. Uh, are you are you not a Matt Stafford fan? I mean, I think he's good. I think I don't feel bad for him because he's he decided to stay there. That's true. I just, like, I mean, you reward loyalty like loyalty points. Like, yeah, you could have left, but also like, I I I'm don't glad. I don't because yeah. I understand everything's a business and you need to do what's best for you. So like, I don't. I have a friend who was going off in a group chat about how Boston players and teams have no loyalty anymore or something and that no one ends their career in Boston anymore. And I was like, I, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame anybody for that. Like, like if, if, if it's a better situation, like go leave, that's fine. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Cause, cause owners have no problem doing it to the players. Yeah. Uh, the bills snuck a win out against the jets. I was really high on the bills. Uh, I think if you asked me last week, I think I said they were the second or third. I think I would have called them like one of the top four teams in the, in the AFC. Probably like I actually probably would have picked them as a favorite to go to the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, not being able to score uh, against the 
a single touchdown. Like they didn't score a single touchdown. Yeah, did they? I think it was six. I think it was um all field goals today. It was, it was all field. It was six field goals against the lowly zero six Jets, which are now zero so, seven. So like that yeah. doesn't bode well. I'd be a little concerned if I was a Bills fan. Um, although they didn't have John Brown, I don't know how much we stock we put into that. Um, John Brown was out, but they still had the stuff on Diggs, didn't they? They still had Diggs. Um, they're not getting any production from their running backs. It's probably why they really, really, really wanted Le'Veon Bell to sign with them. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I actually would have, if I was Lev Bell, I probably would have signed with the Bills over the Chiefs. Purely. He might be ring chasing by this point, though. Yeah, but he also, he's ring chasing, but he also wants to produce, right? Because he needs to produce for his next contract. Yeah. So, like, if he, because that's what they all said, was that he wanted a chance to win, but he wanted a chance to play so he could prove he's still good. Obviously they just, the chiefs just drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So they're going to use him. Like we said, they were a fifth. Uh, I don't know if we said it on air or not yet, but they were about a 50, 50 split. I think yeah. Lavelle had like seven carries or, you know, he had eight carries. and I think Hilaire had 10. Um, if Lavelle goes to the bills, he is the guy. Yeah, he's that he's like, that Devin he's, Singletary's he's not gonna like take carries because you need him to take carries. Like, oh, we can't, we just we can't sit him. It's like no, like <laughs> Devin Singletary's getting carries because you need to give Lev Bell a break. Yeah, Devin, go take a seat for a little bit, um, and we'll let Le'Veon take the show here. Yeah, like that's so that's something I'd be a little concerned with. Like, it is what I mean. I don't know. I mean, teams have bad games. Like, it's gonna happen, but. I definitely would be concerned that you seem to struggle against the Jets. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's an outlier of a game, and so we'll have to see. Um, but that's what I, w- I was saying to my dad today. I was like, we flipped on NFL Red Zone, um, and I kind of woke up from a nap, and I was like, the Jets have, I mean, the Jets have, they were up 10-0, and then I'm like, how do the Bills only have whatever it was for the points at the time? And so that kind of came into my mind to talk about this. I'm glad you brought it up because it's spaced on me, but... I was surprised to see that the Bills just couldn't put one in the end zone. Like, they were in the red zone a few times, and it's like you couldn't put it in against the Jets. I mean, that's basically like an XFL team or some shit. Like, by that point, they're just not good at all. Can we, and to circle back to all bring it full circle again, um, about weapons in first-round wide receivers, or just wide receivers in general, Denzel Mims came off the IR and was the Jets' leading receiver today. Was he? Yep. How many how many yards did he have? I mean, he only had forty two. It's the Jets. It's well, it's still more than anybody on the Patriots had. Yeah, four four target four receptions for forty two yards and seven targets. A- average ten and a half yards a catch. Well, uh, I think the Patriots should try taking guys in a in a historically good wide receiver draft. That might um that might bode well for them. The other thing is that um obviously Sam know? Darnold sucked. I mean, twelve of twenty three. <laughs> 120 yards and two picks so how do you feel a, about donald i know a lot of people coming a, into this year were like he had a qbr of 17 yeah that's no that's actually good. good that's actually really good no that's it's really not, good didn't you know that not good bob not not, not great bob um oh, what movie is that from i don't want to you know i probably shouldn't even ask that because i just space on that um i'll talk i see you googling how do, i don't know how you feel about sam donald i've never been a besides his, his year coming out of usc it's Mad Men. I, okay it's from yeah, Mad that makes Men. sense Yep. Um, what was I Oh, yeah, the Darnold thing. Um, I liked Darnold coming out of USC, and then he showed flashes, but everyone calling him like, hey, you watch out for Sam Darnold, man. He's going to put it together. Like, I just never see him putting it together, and I don't know if that's the Jets in him. I don't know if Gase is doing it. It might just him, which, be the Jets. It might just be the Jets, but, like, I never go into a year being like, you better watch out for Sam Darnold this year because he's coming. It's like... No, he's still on the Jets. He still plays in New York. The Jets suck. Gay sucks. And by pure affiliation, now Darnold sucks. Like, I don't know if you feel any differently, but that's always been my mindset with Sam Darnold. It's like, especially when the Patriots hum- humiliated him and made him literally, I, I'm seeing ghosts. Like, dude, you can't say that on live All right, TV. Well, that let's, was so no, no, funny. we can play this out because what did you think about Ryan Tannehill when he was in Miami? I thought he sucked, which I still think he sucks in, in Tennessee. I'm not ready to come off that. Fuck him. He, he's playing well, though. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. Nope. That's one of the people. It might be a Josh Allen thing. This is a, yeah, this is a Josh Allen thing because he's like, his 16 just, games in Tennessee is like, I think it's like 3,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, and like 10 picks. Bad. Yeah, okay. Not good. <laughs> no, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Bob. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, I mean, yeah, no, I, I think I think Darnold could turn it around. I think. I still think he could, but I don't need think to get out. You need to get away from Adam me. Case. That's all it is. 
Adam, I don't know why. How, why haven't the Jets fired him yet? Like, they blow. Uh, they blow. They, Gaze he, blows. He, he must have compromising information about he the He has owner. pictures. He has pictures of. Is it Woody Johnson still, or is he gone? I don't. Is I don't know. I'm gonna Google. All Woody I, all I know is him. that Adam Gase must have unspeakable information that if uh, it came shit. to the light of day would terrorize their ownership in front office. That's all I can say. It's the only explanation for him having a job. Yeah, it's 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 Woody and Christopher Johnson. Um and he and Adam Gase must have pictures of them with barn animals or something. Like them playing around in barns or stalls because why the hell is Adam Gase still employed anywhere, let alone the Jets? Like they blow. I don't know like he's not giving you anything. You've tell you can tell like what he's been there for how many years though? Is it it's too two? long. Too long for that Is it team. Two or three. Like he blows. He he sucked in Miami. He sucks in New York. Why is he still your coach? Just fire his ass already. Like the Falcons already ripped the band-aid off with Dan Quinn. Like, just get on with it. He blows. Get Adam Gates the hell out of New York. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he stayed because I'm I would like the Jets to suffer for as long as possible. Um that's just a like a little sadist in me. <laughs> but um as like a as an NF, a, a neutral site viewer, you have to get rid of Adam Gase because he he just blows. Sorry, that was my Adam Gase tangent. It's all good. We're 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 coming up on an hour, so you have let's do. I mean, Chiefs beat the Broncos. wasn't close, forty three to sixteen. Yeah, Chiefs are. I still have the Chiefs repeating this year. Like they're still Chiefs are still really good. Course. Obviously, um, Packers beat the Texans. The Texans, I don't Suck. understand that franchise because there's so much talent there, but like. I think I think it, the best way to explain this is like anecdotally, I was watching the game and I watched them leave Devontae Adams single covered so many times and he just kept burning them so many you times. Me, you beat me today in fantasy on the back of Devontae Adams. And it's like, Houston, I sitting on my couch, like eating pizza, barely paying attention, can watch barely a football breathing. game and say, oh, Maybe you shouldn't leave Devontae Adams in single coverage if your corners can't cover him one-on-one. You sure? That seems like a novel concept. And yet, they kept doing it. So That's because the, the Texans are the Texans. That, that coaching staff, uh, Romeo Cornell was great in New England. I was going to say. He I don't, I don't, shit the bed everywhere else. He, well, I mean, he had, a good, he had a good, well, I don't want to call it revolutionary or anything, but he had a good scheme when the Patriots went in there last year. Double Edelman, and then just... Everyone had man. a good scheme against the Patriots last that's, year. That's I, I, I'm pro- we probably could have put together a good scheme against the Patriots last year because it's literally take away Edelman and the rest of the team was not doing anything. Exactly. So fine, I won't give uh, Romeo there too much credit, yeah. but no credit, no credit. So you know what? I'm gonna back off that take. I was gonna say nice things, but sorry, Romeo, that the nice things stopped when you left New England. So last game, Browns Bengals. Obviously, we touched on this a little bit. Browns threw a last minute touchdown, last literally almost a last second touchdown to Donovan Peoples Jones. That was a dime by Baker. was a dime. Baker freaked out, was like pointing to the sky. It just also fits into the narrative of what I said last week, where I saw I shared someone shared a meme and it was like Baker May like the cycle of Baker Mayfield is like a lot of hype, doesn't play well, underwhelms, is like, oh, it has to be better, beats down an inferior <laughs> inferior opponent. Hypes himself back up, repeat the Sucks cycle. Good. Yeah, and it's like it was the Bengals. Yeah, they're not good. It was only the Bengals, Baker. I would, I would not call them good. And also, news from that game: um, OBJ might be out for the year. Yeah, he's he, getting an MRI. He might have torn his ACL or something. That's that's big for the trade market because it was obviously. I mean, it wasn't like real rumors, but everybody always thinks that OBJ is going to be traded somewhere just because. Um, he seems to be more of a luxury than a need for that team at this point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, the flip side of it is that Joe Burrow looks damn good. He was what four hundred yards and four touchdowns or three touchdowns today. Burrow like, looks good. He looks really, really good. Um, four hundred yards and three touchdowns. Happy for Dello. Happy for Dello on that. We're very um, happy for Dello, our resident Bengals fan. Um, but Burrow looks good. I thought he would be good coming out of LSU. That's not some some like genius walks alone take like everybody knew Burrow had tra- yeah. transferable skills coming out of LSU um, and they're showing even for the lowly Bengals he has AJ Green Tyler Boyd T Higgins look good um, he still looks he looks he's looked good this entire year yeah once they started um, getting the ball yeah like the, that offense is good in general so it's not like he's making 
something out of nothing. Like there's there's talent there with him, but he's he's playing well as a rookie, so that's um big props to Joe Burrow because uh I don't want to say anybody doubted him because I mean I think most people knew would transfer, but still like you know it is always a little bit iffy. Like you 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 had the question mark of that team was historically good, th- exactly, and was like, was he a product of the team or was he the real deal? And he's showing you he's the real deal. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it basically every week in the NFL. Like, it's not like I can picture one game where it's like Joe Burrow sucked today. Like, he's been good to great almost every game he's played so far. Yeah. All right. I think so. That's that's Maybe all the docket of games. Do you do you? I I, I kind of like this whole like closing thought. Last thing you want to touch upon. Um. Let me brainstorm. Do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I we talked about this before we started recording. If you haven't seen. Uh, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver for Alabama, was going to be a first-round pick. Um, would have been a first-round pick, I think, last year if he came out to tell you how good he is. Like, if he came out yeah, he early, was. he still would have been a first-round pick in that deep wide receiver draft. The real talk, real quick. The the Alabama could have had three first-round wide receivers come out in that historically deep draft. Anyways, ridiculous. He broke his ankle on a kick return or a punt return. I think it was a kick. It was a kick return. Um, yeah. because they have him returning kicks. Okay, fine. Hate to see it. You hate to see a season-ending injury on a, on a on a kick return. Um, the Nick Saban quote is one I want to talk about. They asked him. It looks like it was at halftime, based off of the way that I saw it. Cause I only saw the clip and I'm, I've seen the clip again. I just don't know if this was the post game interview or if this was halftime. It looks like halftime. Cause there's still fans in the stands at Tennessee there. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at that right now. So quote, I hate it that he meaning Waddle gets hurt on a play like that. You're not supposed to bring a ball out when he's that deep in the end zone. Like that's the, that's the, the quote. It's a little sandwiched between Jalen Waddle's a fantastic player. Like he's a special player. It's fun to like, it's sad for college football that they're not going to be able to get to watch him. Sad for him. But Nick, coach Saban, what are you doing? You don't, you, did you really need to squeeze in the, like the little coaching? Like, you know, he wasn't supposed to do that. That's the, it wasn't the right play. Like, come on. No, you don't need to do that. Like, that's the last thing you need to be saying on national television when he had to leave, he had to leave in an ambulance. Yeah, like they they Not a great they ambulanced him out to a hospital they, during the like they had to get him out that fast with how he broke his ankle. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's look. the same level as like the Gordon Hayward injury or what, but like it's it's never good when someone gets like ambulanced out to get surgery on or like get looked at right away. Like how Dak got like he got rushed out to the hospital. Like yeah, he was gone immediately. Like the fact that they had to rush him out, like clearly this is a bad injury and you're going to be out here dunking on the kid because he took the ball out of the end zone trying to make a play for the team that you, you brought him to yeah and like he and he and afterwards he says you know he's a special player and you know we, we love him tr- we try to trust we you know we we trust his judgment because he's a special player but you didn't need to dunk on the kid I unnecessary advantage Dabo Sweeney in, in recruiting now <laughs> sorry Nick now, now you're below Dabo Sweeney um I guess my, I've been trying to think, I guess my takeaway or my last thought would be, I don't know if I want to go draft related, um, but I saw on WalterFootball.com, it's Jalen Waddle again, the Patriots are now, uh, are, are slated to take him 12th. I didn't realize the Patriots would have that high of a pick coming into the year. Two and the four. More I think about it, yeah, the, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. I mean, they're two games below 500. Um, and so, I don't know, I mean, I want them to take a, a, a wide receiver. But depending where Trey Lance shakes out, and I haven't done a, as much look in, looking into Trey Lance because the top two quarterbacks in this draft are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like, that's easy to figure out. Um, but the third guy there is, is Trey Lance from, where is he from? Is it North uh, Dakota South, State. Yeah, North Dakota State. For, re- for um, reference, though, they're all slated as top 10 picks. Oh, yeah. So It's um, like one, three, and then eight. So there's a so, little bit of a, of a gap between Fields and Lance in the eye of scouts as of now. Yeah. Um, my point on that would be, I don't know who I want them to target more. I mean, quarterback is a more valuable position than wide receiver, but is Jalen Waddle a better player than Trey Lance, like at respective position? So I don't know. Um, I've been kind of bouncing between that, especially after seeing that 
Jalen Waddle could be there, and especially with this, this ankle injury, which could fall farther. Ha- yeah, he, it sucks he happened, but I mean that's like the reality of the situation. Now you have to kind of look Hypo- at that. Hypothetically, you could get him at the back end of the first if he's still going to go in the first, depending on the ankle injury. Um, if you trade Gilmore for a first, I was yeah. If they have two first rounders, they could get they could get both. <laughs> get Trey Lance get and Jalen Waddle. Um, but I want the Patriots drafting my my finishing take after seeing today's game. I want them drafting quarterback or wide receiver. Make a move or something like make a move in the draft to go get one of those guys. Like when a, when a team knows they need something, like the Chiefs went up and got Mahomes, and the Bears. I mean, they they did they tra- no uh yeah did the Bears trade up for two or do they have it two I forget, or my for Trubisky. No, the Bears traded up. So the Bears again Trubisky sucks, but the Bears traded up. And they knew they needed a quarterback. And the Eagles traded up for Wentz. For Wentz. I was just going to say that's the last one. I think Deshaun that, was a trade too. When teams know they need a quarterback, you go and you get them. And so I would like the Patriots to do that, whether it's four wide receiver if they deem. So I would what, I would say go get the quarterback for two reasons. Bill, stop drafting wide receivers. Pay yeah. someone else to do it. <laughs> Sign somebody, Allen Robinson, something. This, yeah. The other thing is I think the wide receiver class is actually sneaky strong in the free agent market. Yeah. So you could get a wide receiver in free agency, um, which Bill is much better historically at getting wide receivers from other teams when he's seen <laughs> NFL tape on them and going, oh, you'll fit in our <laughs> he, offense. He now can, I know you play. will. Yeah. So I think that's more likely. But the other thing, too, is the rumors that we've talked about it before, that Bill, if Baker got to two, the rumors that Baker him. was going to go, that Baker would have potentially been a Patriot because Bill would have tried to trade up to two or three to get him. So... Take was, it was as you will. Daniels called his agent. Was that what it was? Something about the agent. Bigger the agent was, was like, the agent was called and said, "Don't be surprised if we move up to get you if you don't get picked first. Yeah. And so, so that's. I mean, in hindsight, if, if, I mean Baker kind of sucks. So hypothetically, good. though, look at it this way: if Baker was someone that the Patriots were willing to trade up to get because they knew they needed a future quarterback. If there's any inkling or like for whatever reason that Fields or Lance, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to fall in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's um, he's one. He's locked in. I mean, if that pick is available because some team ends up at number one and they don't think they need a quarterback and they they want to trade Jets out with Darnold, Jets with Darnold, maybe the Giants if they think Dan Jones is the answer. Um, I think that's more likely. I think if if someone's going to trade out, I think the Giants getting that top pick might be more likely. Um, just because Daniel Jones, while he's made a bunch of boneheaded mistakes, in my opinion, he still has shown talent. Like, and their offensive line is really bad. Like, he's he's shown he's really not the problem. So hypothetically, like maybe that. But I think Lance or Fields is the guy that's more likely to slip. Um, and I think both of those guys, from everything I've read so far, this is we're talking late October here, but those guys seem to have more pedigree coming out than Baker had. Yeah, when he came out. Like, no, I remember Baker, 100%. it was a shock that Baker all of a sudden flew up the draft board to number yeah, one. Yeah, he was like, he wasn't even in the first round, like, going into that year. And then he, he had a great year, and he flew up. Um, yeah. But, like, Fields and Lance have been, Fields, Lance, and Lawrence have been on people's radar. So For years, yeah. If, if one of those guys starts to slip, like, even, actually, forget that. Even if they don't slip, but if the Go pick becomes available, like, I wouldn't be shocked if Bill's like, yeah, I'm trading up to three to draft <laughs> Justin Lance. Uh, yeah, to Justin Fields. Justin Fields, or like I'm gonna I'm gonna trade to seven to get Trey Lance because that's the guy I want. Yeah, um, so that that was you basically said it for me. Um, that's exactly what I would want them it's to that do. That family connection. It's it, Joe can read my mind. Um, I they they need to go get somebody because I'm really tired of seeing them do jack shit with skill positions every year. Like, yeah, they got Nikhil Harry, but of course they got the wrong ASU receiver because Brandon Ayuk looks really good and Nikhil Harry looks like ass and now he's concussed, um, which isn't his fault. He got popped, but like, go get somebody, please. Like, you need a quarterback. We saw today that Cam Newton may not be the long-term answer. And even if he plays well, he's already 32. And so how many more years does he have left at like a really, really good level? Stidham, I think, is 98% not the answer. Um, even if this is just like a, a a bad stretch for him, and the stretch has been his whole career so far, um, they need a quarterback. Like, please go get one or figure something out because that is the most valuable position on the field, and it and it's it's held it's held teams back for years upon years. Like, a team goes into the year, and like the Browns, I think are a good example of this. The defense is decent, 
The the weapons around him are good, but Baker's was holding them back for a while. He's playing better now and they're five and two, so cool. Um but the quarterback is the biggest position on the field. It's maybe the most important position in sports. So can you just go secure that? Whether it's Justin Fields, Trey Lance, I don't know if in some fever dream that Trevor Lawrence, you go get him. Like I don't that's not gonna happen, but you get my point. Like sure up that position, please, because as a Patriots fan, I need that to happen. So I don't have to watch bullshit for the next, I don't know, half decade or whatever until they can figure something out. But um other than that, that that would be my um that would be my ending take. Alright. Some angry Patriots fans here on a Sunday night. Uh I mean, with you, that you guys were kinda asking for it, give, making us record here after uh Yeah, after I know. We, yeah, like we, we gotta get it done. Uh just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod Roundtable. Um send us DMs, tweet at us, engage with us. If you have anything you want to talk about, if you have anything like you want to pop on the show, maybe you can have our voicemails on there. Um we can put you on. So with that, we will talk to you soon and oh, hope to hear wait. from you soon. Oh, oh, oh. Got a last thing I forgot about talking about fan things. Isaiah, know you're listening. The Patriots have zero playmakers. I don't know why you're yelling at people on Twitter for saying this. The Patriots have absolutely zero playmakers. They don't have anybody on offense. That's all. Love you still. Um, no hard feelings. But I saw him. He was like, quote, tweeting people, you look like a fool for saying that the Patriots have zero playmakers. They don't have any playmakers. They blow. The whole offense sucks ass. That's all. I'm mad. Um, it's a good thing running because now I'm getting upset. So um, that's all. So that so. that's your uh, hour long rant from two angry Patriots fans sprinkled in with some national NFL stuff, some draft talk, and uh, some expert stuff. Some dunking on Nick Saban for being an ass. So yeah. With that, we will we will see you all soon, and I hope you have a good one. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. See ya.